to day 130 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are 2 Chronicles chapters 13 through 15 and Psalm 55. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 13 is solely devoted to the kingship of Rehoboam's son and successor, Abijah. Notice that no statement is made in the chapter about whether Abijah was a good king or a bad king, whether he was faithful to God or not. The chapter only recalls Abijah's act of faithfulness in battle. The chapter states that there was a war between Judah and Israel between Abijah and Jeroboam. The narrator gives no reason for the war, but it likely was an attempt by Abijah to reunify the nation. God had prevented Rehoboam from going to war with Israel, but now Abijah takes up that challenge. In the primary battle described in the chapter, Abijah is outnumbered two to one. Nevertheless, he makes a statement of faithfulness against Israel, and he cries out to Yahweh. With the help of God, the Judeans are able to overcome a bit of strategic trickery in order to defeat the armies of Israel. Although in the chapter, Abijah wins a few battles and recaptures a handful of cities, by the end, the goal of reunification is not reached. Abijah gets one chapter, but his son and successor Asa gets three. This is probably because, unlike the silence surrounding the character of Abijah, Asa receives a positive evaluation from the chronicler, as he also does from the Deuteronomist. The first thing Asa does in chapter 14 is to begin to take down the altars and shrines devoted to gods other than Yahweh and the high places that interfere with steadfast devotion to Jerusalem as the center of worship. Asa also was able to secure several important cities and bring a time of peace and prosperity to the country. The primary focus of the chronicler's account of the reign of Asa has to do with two military victories. After each of these victories, Asa is encountered by a prophet. The first of these battles, the one recounted here at the end of chapter 14 and then moves into chapter 15, is positive, with the prophet Azariah encouraging the king. Like the battle Abijah fought in the previous chapter, the odds are again stacked against Asa and the Judean army. They're again outnumbered, this time by the Cushites, by nearly two to one. Again, the victory for Judah comes as a direct result of Asa's crying out to God in prayer in verse 11. Asa's victory is met with a prophetic revelation in chapter 15. This account is one of those handful of stories that doesn't appear in either Samuel or Kings, but is unique to the book of Chronicles. Azariah the prophet encourages Asa to remain faithful to God. Interestingly, Azariah gives a theological lesson to Asa derived from the prophet's own name. Azariah's name means helped by God. So the focus of the prophet's brief message to Asa is that God will continue to help the king and Judah as long as they're not disobedient and they do not turn away from the Lord. The last four verses of the chapter, verses 16 through 19, summarize a few more things that King Asa did in connection with his great religious reforms. He even removed his grandmother, Maaka, because of her religious infidelity. The chapter ends with a final statement about Yahweh's approval of the reforms Asa has accomplished, even though he did not remove all the high places from the land. Asa and Judah had rest from war for the first 10 years of his reign, and then they experienced no more war for another 25 years. But eventually that peace is broken, but that comes in tomorrow's chapters. 
The psalm for today, Psalm 55, is not a prayer connected to Abijah or Asa directly, but it does fit the context well. The psalmist faces a conflict in which they are overmatched. Unfortunately, like the battles between Judah and Israel, the conflict for the psalmist is not against an enemy, but it's against a trusted brother and friend. But like these narratives of Abijah and Asa, victory comes to the psalmist because they cry out to the Lord. I especially love verse 22, where the psalmist writes, Cast your burden on the Lord. He will support you. God will never let the righteous be shaken. It's important to remember the context into which these stories were written originally. The post-exilic Judeans were small, poor, insignificant, and I'm certain they were constantly overmatched. So these stories are a reminder that God heard the cries of their ancestors and God will hear their cry as well. So be encouraged by these texts for today. Journal your thoughts, prayers, and questions, and remember that those who are faithful to God are never outnumbered. Our text for tomorrow, our 2 Chronicles chapter 16 through 18. I'll talk to you tomorrow.